1910, you picked a great day to be in the house of the Lord today as we have an opportunity to share with you an incredible way that your generosity is making a kingdom difference. I love it. Would you welcome to the stage from Malawi, Africa? Well, they're, they're Bernie. in Bernie right now, but <laughs> they are from Malawi. Jeff and Kareen Rogers and their son, Caleb. Can we show Woo! some 1910 love today? We are excited that they're here with us in the house. Many of you remember a couple of months back, we were able to have, yeah, there we go. I love that. Hey, the squirrels just showed up. Uh, I love that we had one of our pastors from Indonesia here with us a couple of months back. And many of you were here and got to hear what God's doing there in Indonesia through your faithful giving, where today you're going to have an opportunity to hear what I believe is another incredible story of how God is at work. You know, if we're not careful... All we see is this. Yeah, there's what, so much what's more. What's happening here, yeah. or maybe a community outreach event right. we do, and what have you. But, but, but God is, through your generosity, mm-hmm. doing so much more than what you guys even can think about. There's, a, there's an opportunity before us today to Jeff, I believe, and Jeff, an old Church of Christ preacher. <laughs> <laughs> when I say old, I don't, not, not an age thing, but I'm just going to say former right? But anyway, but, but today there's a, there's a word that, that I want to cast out to us today to keep in mind as we hear this story today. And it's the word bara. It's a Hebrew word, B-A-R-A, bara. And in the Hebrew, that word means to create something from nothing, yeah. to create something 
from nothing. We know that in Genesis chapter one, God barak. He created something out of nothing. Hey, listen, I hate to ruin it, but we're not just uh, the, the, the result of some cosmic collision. No, 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 no. There was a divine creator that created this world. You guys know that, right? Anybody read Genesis? Come on. In the beginning, <laughs> God created. Yes. He, he barad. And today, I want you to keep that in mind as you begin to hear how God has used this incredible family. And there is another brother. His name is Jeremy. He's not with us today. But Caleb's the better looking one and the stronger <laughs> one. And so we wanted him to be present with us today. No, but, 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 but God literally through this incredible family, through you guys hearing a call of God on your life, taking steps of obedience, yeah. God literally has used you guys to barah, yeah. to create something out of nothing. So Jeff and Kareen Rogers have been in Malawi for 15 years now and um, via Zimbabwe prior to that. Mm -hmm. And, and um, th there, there's a reason. Let's just, let's, can we just address the elephant in the room? I mean, what, there <laughs> is a tent. massive tent, tent behind us here. And, and our coffee table nice today tent. is provided by Igloo. Now, now I know that that Bass Pro Shop holds a special place in your family's heart because of a tent and maybe an igloo. But could you guys just, what is the significance of these stage props today? Could you tell us that? That's kind of where it all started, Pastor, was, well, yours is more five-star Ours was this is five star. Yeah, a five yeah. star tent. Yeah, no, this is nothing uh, but the best here at night. Yeah. <laughs> and and really, our when we went to Malawi, we started at Bass Pro because we needed a house. Mm. And so we lived in a tent for two years when we started to work in Malawi. Uh, actually, it was two tents. The boys shared a tent, and uh, Crane and I shared it. It was okay. We could share because we were together. So <laughs> sharing was good. And. Uh, so the first two years that we were in Malawi, after we had arranged for all the land and got everything organized, we wanted to be on site. Mm -hmm. And we wanted the people to know that we were committed. And let me tell you something, when you live in a tent for two years, and in those cold months, June, July, August, which is not like today here, but cold nonetheless, mm -hmm. uh, rodents, rats would want to come in and share sleeping bags with us. Mm -mm -mm. And well, uh, look at that. That's there it is. Awesome. That's now, that's that the five, real deal. So you're saying that's five star. This, this, this one is. is. Yeah, no, yours is five that star. Was, now, look yeah. at that. Yeah. That was five star yeah. for you, Africa, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys lived in the, this was your home yes. for two years. I love now, the privacy screen. Yeah. What's up with that fence there? Well, that we. <laughs> it was like, Mzungu's white people don't come and reside in, in the villages like this. And, and we pitch up, we change of address, we end up here, and they just come and they just stare, you know, like, wow, what are these people? Are these people not, think, maybe not. So we put the reed fence up so that we can have some privacy. I think that's one of the boys, or maybe you, Jeff, over in the back corner over there going, what have I just done to my family? Yeah. Well, God, I why did you too. call me here? And Caleb, hey, listen, Caleb, you're 14 years old when this is going down. Your brother's 17. I mean, every teenager, wouldn't they just love to move to the middle of dirt in the middle of Africa somewhere? Honestly, it, it was a privilege. Um, I had a great time. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the work, mm. uh, the opportunities that I got to see and do that other kids didn't get to do. Um, it was great. I love camping. I'll do it again. 
Maybe, maybe <laughs> we could just steal a page from Caleb's playbook today. Parents, hey, listen, let's just get our kids back to the camping in dirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe not moving to Africa part. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, but you guys maybe. Move, yeah. But I, I want to know, like, you had a tent, but how did, how did you get land in Malawi? None of you are from that land. How did that happen? So, in, in 2007, well, it started in 2006, um, with this guy coming from Malawi, we were meeting him here in, in America, and um, he said, please come to our country and do what you did in Zimbabwe in, in our country. And so, we said, okay, because at that time, we couldn't go back to Zimbabwe. Another story for another yeah. time. Um, and then, um, so, went over and we, we found a piece of land that was prime it was prime property was it not kareen <laughs> yeah um, it was deceitfully uh, donated to us because um it was cursed and nothing had ever been planted on that land nobody wanted to it had been cursed for over 100 years wow and so yeah we might as well just give them zungu uh <laughs> give them the Cursed yes. land. Yes. Let's give the white men the cursed yes, land. But yeah. we didn't know that yeah. at the time. Mm -hmm. And thank goodness we didn't because we may have said, ah, uh, no, we thank you. And yeah. how, how many acres was it? It, it to was begin? 60. 60, 60, acres. 60 acres. Yes. So, so, yeah, back then the villages, I mean, have tribal leaders and, and there's still a lot of belief in the witchcraft and, yes, and the witch occult things of that such yes. and so. This land had been cursed. Yes, sir. So mm -hmm. they didn't want it. No. They were, so they, they yes. gifted it to you for yes. a cost. And it made them look good. Yeah, yeah in, in Africa, they said that even they, even though they give you a gift, you have to pay for that gift, right? Yes. There's a, there's it's for us to say thank you for giving the yes, gift. Yes, thank you. Here's thank you. several thousand dollars yeah. for yes. this cursed land. Yes, so sir. I love it. So you guys pitch a tent and, 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 and an, an igloo cooler. I mean, you guys are living there. The rats, you say, are your best friends. And you've put up fencing because hyenas yes, also. Huh? hyenas. Not, not just the local people yes. looking at the Mazungus. And, and but not that a grass fence can do much, but at least it's a deterrent. Yes. A little privacy. So a yeah. little privacy. And we would see the tracks the next morning of hyenas going wow. around our property. You know? Must have been that good cooking. Yes. Hey, tell yes. us about your, your food system and your bathing system and all of that because this is, I mean, this is, I mean, Verbo would be so, I mean, putting you guys on the map. I mean, this is the this, next this, Verbo. This, uh, this cooler here, um, this is actually pretty much exactly like what we had. Yeah. And I think we still have that cooler. Um, so, yes. And you had, you had these guys all Yes. Made, right? So, we, we would bring this, this bottled water out to the, to the land and drink because. Uh, water wasn't that we hadn't drilled a well yet so we would drink the water and then we'd keep the bottles and then fill it back up with water and take it to the capital city and freeze the layer them a layer of the frozen and the reason why we use the bottles because you know when ice melts your food gets soggy and right, it's nasty right. and you know so we would keep them in bottles and then we put our frozen meat on top and then we put another layer of bottles and then we would put, you know, frozen veggies or whatever and then the third layer and then kind of the top one is like the refrigerator because yeah. it gets opened a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, milk, sh uh, cheese, 
Kareen, you're helping everybody out because they're freaking out now because we're going to get One below day 30. Yeah. You know, so you're giving us some ideas on how to survive. Yes, this yes, it's, it's a good blast. idea. But yes, for two years, this yes. was it. Yes. You guys are living in this. So, and you're, yeah. you're housing meat and keeping it in cheese as best you can, I guess. Yes. And, and you're. We but, had but a you, grill and one burner. Wow. And all our meals were cooked either on the grill or that one burner. And did you tell me that you would actually heat one cup of water up and... No, to, we would heat a, a, a... I don't know, in that picture with the tent, you see a burner with yeah. a pot... That was boiling water to get, you see yeah, over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to, for us to bath with. Um, and, but we would take the cup, you know, do, it, it was quick. Quick, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cold. Wow, and, I love it. And the word cold in Malawi is kuzizira. It's Whoa. like kuzizira. Oh, that's a good description. Yes. Kuzizira. Kuzizira. Yeah. Kuzizira. So, yeah, that's how we would bath, like... Wow. Amazing. Lather okay, so here's the deal. Why would you guys go do this? What, what was the vision? So you're, you leave Zimbabwe, you go, you're gifted with the small purchase, 60 acres of cursed land. You pitch a tent and have a cooler. What was the initial vision? What, what was the calling to go do this? So we, having left Zimbabwe and taken all those best practices, we, we had a large vocational school there. And really, our heartbeat was to train people to become self-sufficient so they wouldn't need us anymore. And we were doing that through skills training, vocational training. Uh, but we, we still had a, a rural health center in Zimbabwe. So we understood development of, of basic health care, primary health care. So when we went to Malawi, um, we really spent that first year moving around through the different trading centers, learning what people's needs were, what, what was their skill set, what, what was their education like. And it wasn't necessarily a hospital, except we had purpose to build just a clinic. A clinic. Mm. And, um, well, Malawi being third, fourth poorest country in the world, and really not even having primary health care, we realized that we weren't going to take people anywhere if we couldn't meet them right where they're at with their needs. That's good. So, Hang on, say that again. You can't take people anywhere unless you do what? Meet them where they're at. got to meet them where they're at. That's a good word. And uh, so... We, we knew we'd have to start with a clinic, so we did. And then you can see from the picture, it evolved from what was just going to be an outpatient facility to a community hospital um, offering primary and special, because we have a certified um, OBGYN on staff. He's our medical director. Wow. So he handles all the obstetrics. So we went from what was just going to be outpatient to a community hospital serving over 100,000 people from the border of Mozambique, even across to Zambia. Mm. And where today, as I sit here, and that's not to say there wasn't a couple of babies born last night, because <laughs> if you notice, they all want to come at midnight. Yes. We've delivered just under 10,000 babies. Come on. At that facility. Since, since what year? 2015. 2015, almost 10,000 babies have been delivered. And September in, 2015. Hey. Yeah. And in 2017, we opened up the first surgical suite and now we've done a thousand, around a thousand five hundred C-sections. I love it. So we're offering um, quality health service to a catchment area that is registered with the Ministry of Health, with the government, as being one of the worst districts inside the, the Lilongwe district, capital city, um, in Malawi. Oh wow, wow! Healthcare. So that initial vision was a clinic, healthcare. This cursed land. There's nothing there. You guys. 
clear out all the scrub brush and everything. However, it's evolved into much more than that. Caleb, uh, unpack for us, besides the clinic that's going on now and, and delivering of babies and things like that, what else have you guys done as far as on the project? I think I can hit a little bit on the ag side, but um, Moyo is one of the sistering companies that, I, I guess you can say that, it's a for-profit company, it's a PBC, and uh, Moyo meaning life, to bring new soul, to bring new life. Um, and we, uh, we named it that because of what it was gonna provide for the people. Right. Um, and uh, what we primarily do is we grow coffee, macadamia nuts, and we're into bees. So, bees? Yeah. Okay. So you grow coffee, mm-hmm. macadamia nut, and bees. How many coffee trees do you have right now? So we're just shy of 10,000 trees. 10,000 yeah. coffee trees. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Taking over Juan Valdez's region, I guess. Something, gonna, something like that. Yeah. Macadamia nut trees. Yeah. How many trees you have? Uh, we're 21 plus right now. 21,000 21, yeah. trees. And this is what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it looked like. And then you're, you're raising bees, right? And so, yes. so on all these land. on cursed land. So, hey, roll a slideshow because you guys are going to get to see how this all evolves here. Young, Those young, people, young there, people there, you know, there's Caleb, that Caleb there making that bricks. Was, that was Jeremy. Uh, that was, yeah, Jeremy was, there. Look at these happy kids. Fresh water, yes. putting in wells there. Child mm-hmm. legacy. The Mazungu leading the children there. That's good, <laughs> Jeff. It's good. The boys repairing wells. So there's literally nothing there. And, and, and so you guys are beginning to make bricks and construct buildings. You're putting water in in that area. Uh, There's, of course, there's the Taj Mahal right there. And uh, there's child labor right there making the boys sweat. (laughs) And and, and, and things are beginning to evolve and grow and flourish. So what started as a vision for a clinic, now there's water wells happening, right? How many water wells over the years? Over over 5,000. Over 5,000 waters. In fact, that was one of the first projects that we partnered with you guys with. Is that the clinic going in there? Yes. First clip right there? So we partnered years ago. I think we gave you guys $1,000 to go and repair a water well. But you guys have brought clean water. 5,000 different water wells. Yes, right? over 5 million. Hey, people. and you guys do a water climb every, maybe every year? Yes, every year. Kilimanjaro. Yes, sir. And now we've expanded to not just Kilimanjaro, but there's a base camp in Everest. There is, oh. um, yes. So it went from this to this. <laughs> Bara. Look at that. Just get, leave that up for just a second because I see lots That's of trees. God's faithfulness. I see lots of buildings. Those are not Bass Pro Shop type of purchases no. right there. I see roads. I see tilapia ponds up in the top yes, left corner where you're raising tilapia. And you guys even give fingerlings away to the local people yes. around so that they also can become, not a, it's not a handout, but it's a hand up. You Look said at all that. the solar panels. Solar panels. How many solar panels on the project, at the project? So right now there's 450 solar panels and with two wind turbines that power over 82,000 square feet under roof collectively with every building. And the government certified it um, through the Malawi Medical Council as the only hospital in Malawi that's 100% energy sustainable. And 100% energy, energy sustainable. Because 
as a nonprofit registered in Malawi, in America as a 501c3 and then registered in Malawi as a non-government organization, one of the big jobs I have is I have to go raise money to, to do everything that we're doing there that you see. And I don't think that is the answer, especially with today's economy the way it is. So with Caleb and Moyo, what that will do is offset the operation cost of that hospital. And there's 150 people that are employed at the hospital, technical staff. There's consumables, there's drugs. Um, I mean, when we open the doors of the operating room to do a C-section, I know the minute those doors swing open, that's a $1,000 bill. And we've done 1,500 C-sections, averaging almost 50 a month, plus minus. So what he's doing is setting up child legacy to be more sustainable. Yeah. Yes. So I don't pay an electric bill. My power all comes from the sun. Southern Africa enjoys over 82% of global sunshine. So it only makes sense to tap into yeah. that sunshine. I loved what you told me when we were with you. Pastor Angie and I were with these guys this summer. Um, and, and first of all, apologies. We've partnered with you guys as a church for now 14 years. And our vision for missions is not just to stroke a check, although money's important. Yes. But more importantly, we don't want to just send money. We want to send our people. Right. And so uh, I'm glad that we were able to come and, yes. and experience yes. it uh, this summer. But, but I love that. So you told me while we were there that the rest of Malawi could be without power but Child Legacy has it because of the self-sustainability and all of that. Now, Moyo is a big part of, and Moyo means life, right? And, and coffee. I was able to taste some of the first beans yes, this summer. Delicious. In fact, we have some today, right? The, the coffee out front at Child Legacy table is some of, those are some of the first, first Yeah, that's, that's our first harvest. First yeah. harvest. Yeah, first and harvest. And so you're so. sharing that with us. And, and Caleb said there is a bag of Moyo coffee that is unground. It's for sale today for $10,000. Okay, and so is that anybody old? feeling, if you really like coffee, I mean, oh really, it's a collector's item here, right? No one yeah. else can get it, right? So for 10 grand. And you know, the thing what? I love about Moyo also, also is the first crop, this was your first crop that you had and when you took it to the roaster, mm -hmm. he said how, how many years, he, he was surprised at the quality of it yeah. and asked you how long you guys had been doing this, right? Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he thought that Caleb and I had been working coffee for years and I only started coffee because I love it and I wanted a hobby. I didn't have any, I don't do anything but that work. So I started putting in coffee plants, um, I think five or 6,000 to start with, wow. which is a little too much for a hobby, yeah. but it was good. Now Caleb's come in and has picked it up and we harvested last year. And when the guy grade tested it, grade tested like the second highest that it would grade test. Yeah. Amazing. And so he said, oh, how long have you been doing this? We just started. <laughs> now listen, you guys Amazing. must have been trained and educated then in some of the <clears throat> finest institutions <clears throat> around the world. I mean, you must have gone and studied coffee at some of the best roasteries in the world. And Jeff and Corrine, I mean, you guys are building clinics and delivering babies. Surely you guys have Engineers been in, in, you know, at, you know, health facilities of world renown. So what, what, what are, what's your background for all this? You're looking at three Google. Google. <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. I'm telling That's you. It. We can all quit now. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I mean. Well, so there's three people sitting up here 
with high school educations. And the only thing I learned in high school to do well was to cheat. To cheat? Yeah. <clears throat> because um, uh, when, when I was young, little guy, I uh, had rheumatic fever a couple times, and they pronounced me dead twice mm. out to my parents. And as a result of it, I have uh, scarring on my heart, on the, my brain. Learning for me was tough. It really was tough. And I always felt like there, there's really not much I could do for God because I'm not an engineer, I'm not a doctor. Um, I couldn't do much for God. Mm. But sitting in the seat of a truck, and I was always told I'd probably just be a truck driver. I ended up being a truck driver. <laughs> and um, Which we how, need. We need works. truck drivers. Yes. They're awesome. But thank you. Absolutely. And we were and we still are. Yeah. And um, I remember turning in the seat of the truck and thinking, boy, this is all there is. And wow. I don't see the purpose or the mm -hmm. reason. And I felt like God just kind of spoke. And um, I started. But it, it's, it's one thing to say yes to something, and it's something else to fulfill mm -hmm. and do. Yeah, and Stick of faith. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a lot like Jesus said, disciples, get in a boat, there's another side. And there's always going to be another side in our life. And storms. Maybe there's somebody here who's never experienced a storm, but I doubt it. Mm. And sure enough, the storm comes, and Peter says to Jesus, we're all going to drown. And he said, be still. And then he said, you have a little faith. And I thought that was a bit harsh to say to Peter, because, <laughs> you know, God had been doing okay, but what was he? He was just a fisherman. And I learned that when you say yes to God, no matter where you've come from, he's got us. Yeah. Wow. It was like he was saying to Peter, Peter, it doesn't matter what we're going through. I got you. Right. I got you. And when, when you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, Jesus says, I got you. Yeah. Financial, like you said this morning, everybody's credit cards are still coming in, and you're thinking, well, the yeah. end's giving this month. Jesus says, no, I got you. Yeah. The doctor gets, tells us something that we don't want to hear. Jesus says, I got you. Hey. And I learned that I could say yes to God. And, I, and we could do, we could do what seemed to be impossible hey. because he's got us. I love yes, that. I love that. We could do what seemed to be impossible because he's got us, yes. right? So we've got clinics. We're putting water wells in. We've and got they, coffee trees, macadamia nut trees. and How many acres now? Because that, that can't all fit on 60 acres. That's true. That looks bigger. <laughs> what, what's the acreage now you have? Uh, we've got about... 510 acres. 510 yeah. and acres. Grows. Yeah. Something so from nothing, right? Hey, besides those things we've addressed, though, there's some other projects uh, helping ladies with HIV. Yes. Yeah. Uh, schools, uh, churches. You guys have built three churches in yes. the areas as That's well, yes. providing cool. education. Hey, yeah. tell us a little bit about the, 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 the ladies that you're ministering to. So the hospital administers... Uh, um, the retrovirals for cocktail. HIV patients. Uh -huh. So we have a, a large group of women who come, and we're coming every Tuesday of every week, and it was a support group, and we were helping them with some land to grow food on. But to me, it didn't seem like enough because these women wanted to be able to do more in their life. So we started a dressmaking course, and it's dress a six-month course. Okay. And, and they come one month. We're actually teaching a lot of them to read and write. Wow. So they can read the measuring tape and measure and design and do things. And we've actually taken a 40-foot container, turned it into a classroom, 
put about 15 ladies in there at a time. Matter of fact, this year just started last week for this year's course. There's uh, 15 ladies in there. Um, they all come from the HIV support group. Mm. When they're done with the six-month course, they go home with a certificate and a skill and a sewing machine <laughs> and the materials to start a business. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. So these ladies who maybe have lost a husband, right. maybe they're kind of considered outcasts because of the yes, HIV. Yeah, they are. You guys are giving them purpose. Yes. Yes. You're bringing them in to the, to the facility, teaching them a trade. Mm -hmm. They get a sewing machine. In six months, they leave, graduate with the sewing machine so they can go start a business. What's the cost for something like that? For, the, for, for a, a lady to go through the program, and receive the sewing machine and have a life afterwards. Start what? to finish, six month course, materials, all the consumables, and the sewing machines, 450 bucks. 450. 450 bucks to speak identity and purpose and give new life. Yes, mm. into and someone. dignity. Yeah. And dignity, and her, they, most of them have children, right? Yes, they do. And so their children get to see their mom, and I know, because it's child legacy, I know that as they're in the courses, they're also learning about Jesus and yes. his love for them. And so I just, that was one of the things that was so exciting to me, was watching those people who, many would walk by and not want anything to do with, but Jesus went to those people. Yes. And that's what Child Legacy yes. does. And I, I love that so much. One of the things I love about Child Legacy is your influence you have in that region as well. While we were there, just before we arrived, we had been told stories of, 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 of ladies driving from Mozambique, a two plus hour drive over the mountains to get to Child Legacy's hospital because they knew better chance of them surviving and their babies surviving as well. What I love is even though you guys have a gate out front and yeah. guards there, it is an open door policy at Child Legacy, yeah. meaning that people in that surrounding village, and by the way, Jeff has even cut in a road that, the that they can get to the, the camp uh, or the project easier, but the gate is always open. You don't turn anyone away yeah. from healthcare, receiving just a general checkup. You have a vision clinic there. You're giving eyesight and glasses. Yes. You're giving medications and things like that. But I love because that's what Jesus would do. Jeff, you just said it. You know, Jesus would meet needs of people. Yeah. He would step to where they're at and meet those yes. needs. I love yeah. it. But, but the influence you have. Mm, great influence. Uh, the, the president was at your place after we left. Oh, well, he, he, he wanted to come. Yeah, he sent a de uh, delegation. Yeah. Not, not our president, your president, Malawi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he sent a uh, two ministers and the Speaker of the House. Yeah. Uh, parliament, Speaker of the Parliament. They came out representing the president, and the president issued us with a, a letter basically saying, thank you, Child Legacy, yeah. for the work following the, the, the vision of a nation, yeah. providing health, education, and jobs. Jobs mm -hmm. are huge. And um, really encouraging. Yeah. Uh, he knew I was going back to the States, and he didn't want me to stay. Yeah. Mm. Come he back. wanted you to come back. Hey, there was a story while we were there also um, near the back of the property, some of the newer acreage with the new Mac trees on it. Yeah. There, there's a village there. What's the name of that village, Jeff? Chishindu. Chishindu. Yeah. Chishindu. They had just lost their tribal chief. Yes. Now, these people living next to the property, and I believe there's a graveyard between between your place and the village. And, and they had come up on, on occasion to, to try to threaten the Mazungus. And 
they may even help themselves to some of y'all's fruit and product and <laughs> things of that such, and really trying to put fear in you guys, correct? Mm-hmm. While we, before we came, their tribal chief had passed away. And, uh, and so we were there, we could steer, still hear this, this village, people mourning. We could hear the groans and the sounds and things of that such. And I love the influence you have there uh, because instead of retaliating or leaving them to be in their time of sorrow, Child Legacy, Jeff and his staff, and your staff's about 280, 300 people, right? Yes. Providing jobs for people. Mm-hmm. You guys stepped in and helped that community, that village that had been so antagonistic towards yes. you. You shared with them the love of Jesus. You paid for funeral arrangements. Mm-hmm. You, you sent food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys have just, instead of, you know, retaliating, you showed the love of Jesus Christ. Well, I love that. And I believe you had told us even before the chief passed away, you had brought your medical doctors over, which was huge to try to, attend, to, to, yeah. try to help yeah. him. And, um, I, you know, when someone hurts you, which they literally threatened your life, um, to go and give them provision and what they need and care for them in times of need is I don't know if that's easy or hard for you guys to do that when somebody's wronged us to just lavish love and (laughs) gifts and medical, it's just hard, I'm telling you. So that was an aha moment for me. And, but that's your influence. <laughs> While we're sitting there, Jeff meets with three of these local TAs, right? These leaders, territorial leaders and whatever. And, and they're, they're trying to come up with the scheme on how to make this Mazungu some honorary tribal chief in Malawi, Africa. <laughs> and I'm going, man, this guy is, you're big time. <laughs> Caleb doesn't think you're worth much, but Jeff, I want you to know that I think you're special. That's awesome. Hey, Corrine, what would you say to our church today mm-hmm. when it comes to partnership or just stepping out? What, what, what's the message of this today? Um, I, and, and I would like Jeff to um, say part of it also. Um, but we, you know, being in the kingdom, you're, you're not uh, a lone ranger, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like the body of Christ. We are all parts of the body to make it function. And we as a family, yes, we may have gone and, and lived in a tent and you no. know this was our refrigerator and stuff like that. But without the support and the backing of uh, people financially pray and 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 Jeff will say a little more about the McLean family mm. um, because we on the ground but we, we, we had their daughters um, here taking care of us, yeah. making sure everything was... A uh, huge shout out to, yeah. to, to the McLean family mm-hmm. and, and, their, and their daughters. But, you know, vision without provision mm. is just a great idea. Right. We Ooh, can have all so the vision we, we want, but without the provision to back the vision. Mm. So thank you. Don't ever think that your gift is too small. Mm. Yes. Um, everybody is important. Yes. yes. Everybody is important. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. Um, Jeff, you may want to say a little more on that. Well, and that's true. Um, 
you can have a lot of ideas, but, mm. but it takes all of us together. And you coming to Malawi had such an impact on me. Uh, coming there and just encouraging me and, and uh, looking at the work. And it meant a lot to us mm. that you guys got in a plane. And it's not like you're flying to Dallas. It's, it's a long haul. It's a long time. It is. And you came over there. And when we started the work here, um, we were in the in our garage, in a little room above our garage yeah. here, which was very wasn't much bigger than that tent, <laughs> and and we were all in there, and um, we started with the oldest daughter, Autumn, um, Autumn with um, McLean's, and then the middle daughter started working for us, and then still is, still is, yes. Uh, and we hired. By the way, Michelle. their dad is here today. Their yeah. father and, and mom and mom and they and yeah they, they worship here. So yes, they're right over here somewhere. I can't see Doug. Raise your, yeah, there they are right yes. there. My man, love that. Praise and, God. And that is the team. And we've got others. Uh, some uh, and staff Jen here and, and Jonathan. Yeah, they're at the table. You'll meet them. Yes, uh, but without them. You know, a lot of what we do just stays in the tent. We would probably right. still be in a tent. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because of your support, your encouragement. Yeah. Um, we have little WhatsApp uh, group things that we have. Yeah. And, and, and we shoot each other. And when I was in, still in Malawi and you came home, you kept saying, Jeff, praying for you today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Means a lot. Amen. And having the people that have your back. Yes. Is what allows us yes. to go from this yeah. to, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have another video clip. Do we have the rest of that video back there, Tom, that we could roll just to, to see? Just let's, Is there music with that? Just to, Let's just take it all in and what? Barah. Something out of nothing. <laughs> My name is Benson Mangwenye, the head of Child Legacy School. Your giving helps stand in the gap for children to have a better future by attending school.
Mahan, Ben Chikwati, Chief Anesthetist of Child Legacy Hospital. You know, many, many mothers in Malawi, and even children, newborn babies, die due to lack of uh, good medical care. This is Charlotte Chigwadu working at Child Legacy International Hospital. Lives are being changed here. Because you stand in the gap for us. Ziko Mogwambili, Ambuya Udadiseni. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Can we just give God glory right now for what he is doing through Child Legacy? Hey. Can I say? Yeah. From a simple yes of obedience, millions hey. of people have had their lives transformed mm. because of one family's yes. And so you think he takes ordinary people with a high school education and does extraordinary things because God, his economy doesn't make sense. Yeah. Exactly. He can take $5 mm. that someone seeds yes, and do more than we ever dreamed. I love that. So even for our lives here, there may be a yes, you know, that, that God is asking you to do. So yeah. beautiful. Be encouraged for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So guys, I hope that you hear something today. God is able to take something that's really maybe nothing and make something beautiful from it. Hey, listen, in our reading today, we're reading the Bible through in a year. And in our reading today, I was reminded that they give us a listing of the 12 disciples. And after it gives us the listing of those disciples, Jesus says, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Jesus. You know, or and I want you to be as shrewd as snakes and as gentle as a dove but he begins to talk to them about i'm going to send you places and i don't want you to take anything with you uh, you may not know anybody but look for somebody that has a gift maybe of hospitality that can help take care of you and but jesus is painting this picture for his disciples that hey listen i've called you to be a part of something but you need to be prepared that it may not be glamorous yeah. and it might be difficult and hard. And, and, and I love, I, I, I captured this today in our reading. Uh, it says about these disciples. And when I read this, this is what I think of you guys. They just believed that Jesus was who he said he was. And the kingdom of God was worth every ounce of pain. 
guys, when I think of the Rogers family and when I see what he's done through their faithfulness and you see how God has blessed and worked, I want to thank you guys for saying yes, for enduring the pain and the hardships. I can't help but think that when the Lord calls you home, there's going to be a huge welcoming party for all of you. It's an honor for us to partner with you guys because you're making a kingdom difference. Once again, 1910, can we show some love and honor today? Hallelujah. These are heroes. These are heroes of the faith to me. Wow. And so I'm not going to sit around tonight or tomorrow and bellyache about how cold it is. They gripe about how hot it is in the summertime and now it's too cold. I mean, I'm telling you, we just, we need more of this. Maybe, maybe we ought to all go and just live in a tent somewhere. Pitch up, you say, Jeff, on the property somewhere. And, but anyway, hey, thank you guys for sharing your story. And, and I want to thank you as a church. It's an honor for Pastor Angie and I to lead this group of people here, ordinary people, but you're faithful. You're faithful to the Lord. And maybe just today you were encouraged by the story of the Rogers family who, we have high school degrees and Jeff cheated for that. <laughs> but we simply have put ourselves out there for God to use. And guys, you know, listen, the influence that they have in Malawi is the same influence that we challenge you guys with here. This is a church for the city. And I'm about to pray and send you out of here, but just know that we have a calling on our lives as well. And it may not go to build a clinic or put a water well in somewhere, but it may be to walk across the street and to talk to someone that's down and out. Or it may mean pitching in and checking in on your neighbors during this cold spell to make sure that they're doing well. Don't downplay your role in the kingdom of God. And let God work through you, ordinary people. Amen? I'm going to pray. Our ministry team is going to be down front today. And we'd love to pray and encourage you in any form or fashion. You've got a need. Let us come and stand in the gap with you on that. Or maybe you're here today and say, you know what? I just feel that Jesus wants me to surrender my life to him for the first time. And we'd love to help you with that. Jeff and Corrine and their staff are going to be out at the Moyo table. And, and hey, I'm just going to share this. I, I, I'm not ashamed of this. And you need to know through your giving through this house, we support them. But maybe there's a, a special offering, a $10,000 bag of coffee or something <laughs> of that such. But I will tell you this, their next project is to complete a neonatal clinic there that will give them the capability to really take care of babies that just need some special attention. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? They're at about, that, that project's $100,000, but they're at 70000 What could happen if we could maybe somehow come alongside and help finish that so that God would just continue to receive the glory? Because I know that that's what you'll do. You'll give it to him. Man, I'm excited. 
Duke University, Oklahoma State, they send students to these people to learn from them. Jeff's being invited by world leaders to come and share his vision for self-sustainability. And and I'm telling you, Caleb's going to take over the coffee industry with Moyo. I want to encourage you to stop by and love on their staff and encourage them and drink some good coffee. The nectar of heaven. Amen. (laughs) Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for reminding us that you are still at work. God, you're doing work more than what we just see here on a weekend at 1910 or through the events and activities that we conduct throughout this incredible city. I want to thank you for Jeff and Kareen and Jeremy and Caleb Rogers. Thank you for the McLean family and others that have stepped into this country, Malawi. And they're allowing you to work through them to accomplish far more than they ever dreamed or imagined. But God, that's the same thing you want to do through all of our lives here today. You you use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. God, what seems impossible to man is is just an opportunity for you, a great God in heaven, to to breathe on us and to breathe on it and do something that we can never possibly wrap our minds around. That's just who you are. You are a God of Barah. You create something from nothing. And so, Lord, as we leave this place today, I pray that we would leave here with an enthusiasm and an excitement that we get to partner with the God of creation to influence others with the good news. And may we not take that lightly. Jesus, we love you. You're good to us. And may our lives be a reflection of how grateful and thankful we are to you. In Jesus' name, everybody in this house and online say amen, amen, amen. amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed. Groups start tonight at 530. Find one, plug in. We'll see you.